truths of scripture propagated by those in the prosperity gospel movement. Paul the Apostle himself struggled with infirmities and pleaded with the Lord to heal. Nearly five months ago, I was burdened to write an appeal to churches who seem to be ignoring the suspected severity of the COVID-19 pandemic. At the time, there were so many unknowns that I was concerned that people were putting themselves at risk for the wrong reasons. A lot has changed since then. We now know which part of the population is most at risk and how best to protect them. We also know how the virus spreads and how it doesn't. We also know that the risk of death to the general population, according to the CDC, is as low as 0.26%. The CDC has further stated that 94% of all COVID-related deaths occurred in people with an average of 2.6 comorbidities. Even the New York Times and BBC, which I dare suggest are not what you would call right-wing conspiracy outlets, have released articles in the past two weeks highlighting that as many as 90% of positive tests should not be considered cases because there's not enough viral presence to make a person sick or transmit the virus to others. Add to that the fact that many studies are now showing that the lockdowns are creating issues that one could argue are more severe than the virus itself. And not only that, but the lockdowns themselves may have done absolutely nothing to stop the virus's spread or save lives. This is a significantly different scenario than we believed we were facing back in April. What hasn't changed has been the inconsistent and heavy-handed measures taken by state and local governments who have chosen to play politics rather than trust people to make wise decisions for their health. The result has been nothing short of flabbergasting. Churches are ordered to remain closed in some areas while abortion mills and liquor stores are deemed essential. Casinos can operate at 50% capacity, but churches are limited to 50, and in some cases, as few as 10 people. I don't see it as a coincidence that businesses that pay tax dollars to the state are deemed essential when tax-free nonprofit organizations are being threatened with fines and citations. Health officials have vocally supported and encouraged peaceful protests involving thousands of people that have resulted in millions of dollars of destruction and numerous injuries, even deaths, across the country, all while blatantly discriminating against any other public gathering. Most egregiously, gatherings that are also protected in the First Amendment, along with the right to peacefully protest, the right to assemble for a religious gathering. When we had little information about the pandemic, it seemed wise to take extra precaution. But now, it is becoming increasingly apparent that the restrictions on religious activities have very little to do with the virus, and more to do with control over the free exercise of our faith. Some churches have received fines and threat of legal action for daring to defy their local government's orders. Most notably, Grace Community Church in California. Pastor John MacArthur's comments should resonate with us all, as they did with me. The risk of dying from COVID-19 is quite low on the eternal scale compared to the never-ending anguish of the wages of sin, what Scripture refers to as the second death, Revelation 20.14. In other words, sin is by far the most deadly corruption that has ever infected the human race. It is a fatal defilement that threatens everyone with eternal disaster. The only cure is the gospel. 
the good news of Christ's death as atonement for sin and his resurrection from the dead. Here we have the irrevocable guarantee of God's full forgiveness, promised to everyone who is united with Christ by faith. That is the message the church has been given to proclaim. To pastors around the world, I remind you that you have not been given a pause from the divine mandate to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven, Matthew 5.16, nor to preach the word in season and out of season, 2 Timothy 4.2. Let the church be the church. Let the light shine, gather your sheep, feed the flock of God, welcome the fellowship of the saints, celebrate the Lord's Supper, give your people biblical instruction. And most of all, persist in preaching the gospel. The question of whether we should keep our churches open is without controversy. There is no other option if we are going to be faithful to our Lord. How we do that might vary based on geographical and legal circumstances. But dear pastor, it is you, not some elected or appointed civic official, who must be the one to shepherd your church under Christ's authority as Lord. We cannot yield to Caesar that which belongs to God. May the Lord give us all wisdom, courage, and love to honor him as so many of our spiritual ancestors have done in much harder times than these. That was the words of Dr. John MacArthur, courtesy of the dailywire.com. Christians do not have the promise of tomorrow, nor are they promised safety and security. In fact, the Christian is called to live a life of sacrifice. That sacrifice comes in many forms. We've enjoyed freedom of religion in our country for many, many years, but we're not promised religious freedom. Just ask the many Christians in countries where Christianity is outlawed. I believe we're experiencing a great shift in our society that's becoming increasingly hostile toward conservative values and Christianity in general. And while many Christians will quickly quote Romans 13 as a reason to obey the government's orders, They forget that those words were written by a man who regularly was imprisoned for preaching Christ when he was ordered not to do so. Think of the Christians who obeyed, quote-unquote, the government in Nazi Germany while justifying their inaction by using Romans 13. If the government can unlawfully discriminate against church gatherings under the guise of public safety, then what is to stop them from declaring Christianity a danger to public health at some point? It's not far-fetched. They've just recently named racism as a public health emergency. This is an ideology. This is not actually health-related. So it's very easy to see how they could take traditional values, Christianity's teachings, what the Bible has to say, and make that a public health emergency. The groundwork is already being laid in the ongoing attacks against those who hold traditional biblical views on sexuality and the family. We're being told that our views are unhealthy or hate speech. God has called us to shine as a light to the world. The world is telling us to keep that light to ourselves. They say it subtly, using phrases like private and personal. But what they really mean is for us to ignore the call of God to preach the gospel to all people in the hopes of saving some. At some point in the future, perhaps sooner than we ever anticipated, there will be a time where we are faced with the decision of obeying our government or obeying our Lord. For now, it is time for the church to gather publicly and proclaim the hope of the gospel to a hopeless world, come what may. Matthew 5, 13-16 You are the salt of the earth, 
But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Ezekiel 33.6 But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Acts 4, verse 18-21 through 21. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. Christian, the word of God is not chained by any government or mandate The word of God will accomplish what it's set forth to do. And we must be proclaimers of the word of God so that we can let the lion out of its cage in order to set the captives free from theirs. (laughs) 